Welcome to Two Girls Who Read, a podcast where we discuss, sometimes calmly, sometimes not, the most popular topics troubling or entertaining the readers of the 21st century. The book community on TikTok has grown and expanded so much that now in the social media app, the hashtag BookTok has over 1.6 billion views. With fame comes followers and opinions, which the BookTok community has plenty of. Us, your co-hosts, Lily Hope and Olivia Grace, dive into a new book-related topic each episode. Let us know your thoughts on our podcast episodes on our podcast TikTok at Two Girls Who Read Podcast, where you can also find exclusive behind-the-scenes clips from our unreleased episodes. Also, if you're feeling really nice, check out our individual TikToks at the Book Readers and at it's Olivia Grace underscore. Now, today we have a really exciting thing. We have a co-host on today. We have um, our friend Amara, aka Funky Books, on TikTok. Um, <laughs> this is going to be such an exciting episode. And yes. yeah, it's going to be an exciting episode. We're going to be talking about the controversial Akatar characters. So that's fun. Yes. Every every character that we've wanted to punch in the face at one point or another, basically. <laughs> and Definitely. I have some strong opinions. Yeah. and I think we all. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's going to be entertaining because some <laughs> of us have wanted to punch a character in the face, while others have wanted to kiss a character in the face <laughs> the same character in the face actually so it's so going hope, to be entertaining um, all three of us are pretty close friends and i hope it stays that way after this episode i have no, I, I have no idea what you're talking about this is just i'm we always have accusations being flown around the room anyway oh right intro spoiler warning yeah okay hi Today is going to contain severe spoilers for the entire A Court of Thorns and Roses series by Sarah J. Mass. I feel like that's implied in the title, but anyway, um, enjoy the episode. So this episode is so exciting because we get our first co-host. Mara, why don't you say hi to the podcast? Hi, podcast. Thanks for having me. What do you mean co- co-host? I'm your co-host. This is oh, a guest I host. I mean a guest host. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. It's You're okay. Just a guest host. <laughs> You're just, I'm the co-host. <laughs> I'm this like, is a crying noise. <laughs> me getting very territorial. I'm like... I am the only co-host here. <laughs> Does um, that mean Lily runs the show? No. If you're the co-host, She's my the co-host. We're equals. It's like a high lady, high lord thing, you know? <laughs> Transitioning very nicely into... I'm, yeah, see, this is stuff that the co-host has to do. They have to segue. I wouldn't, right. I, I wouldn't expect you to understand as a guest host. It's very advanced stuff. <laughs> all right well anyway who do we, i think okay i want to start off with a juicy one you know let's get the ball rolling about a very controversial one because i feel like whenever i talk about this one on tiktok i always get like a thread of like angry comments and people <laughs> asking me why oh so today i'm gonna be explaining myself so let's talk about more oh I've never... Have you ever posted a video publicly saying you don't like more? I have publicly stated that I don't like more. Wow. And what was the reaction um, to that? Do you care to share? 
I posted two videos about it. One video, I received a lot of people who, like, totally agreed with me. They were like, oh my gosh, finally somebody who will admit to not liking more, like... Mm-hmm. And then the second video I posted about it, and I, I never made, like, a whole video just dedicated to it. It just was, like, like characters I don't like or something, and she was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second video I posted, I just got asked, like, why? Like, a lot. They were like, why more? With, like, eight crying faces. And I responded yeah. to a few, and... I remember when I was reading it, at the beginning when I first met more, I'm like, I mean, I guess she's alright, you don't know anything, but I know Lily hated her. And I was like, I know I'll agree later on. And so when I actually did meet her, and I got to know why, I totally agree with you. Like, good. And then I... <laughs> <laughs> and then I have tried to convert Olivia to my opinion, and I don't think, like, I don't think she likes dislikes her as harshly as I dislike her, but I think I definitely made you see my train of thought a little. Yeah. I yeah. I was gonna be honest, when you told me, I was very similar to the people asking why. I was just so confused. I was like, wait, people don't like her because I didn't she's definitely not my favorite character, but she's also not my least favorite character either. And so when you started talking about it with like the same hatred that you have for like Tamlin or something. I was like, whoa. No, 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 no. I don't hate it that much. Like, she's like, how I like to describe it is like in like the show, the TV show Friends. Like, nobody likes Ross, but he's still a needed character. You know what I mean? That's like, a she's great still way needed. Of putting it. She's still needed in the inner circle, in my opinion. Like, I wouldn't want her to die, but she's just definitely my least favorite out of the inner circle for sure. Okay. Yeah. As yeah, as me, I didn't I would didn't even like have a least favorite. That wasn't even a thought in my head. I was like, they're all Aaliyah. And then oh. <laughs> Well, I definitely have a ranking system, but like for different things. Like I liked more and she definitely like brings what is needed. Like Reese needs some family, right? Because all this family is like you know <laughs> like just non existent. His but family then, like, is non existent. <laughs> Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. But, like, I don't know. More gives me weird vibes. Like, she's there when she's needed. But I think people overlook, like, why we don't like her. Because so many other things were going on. Like, her coming out story. Yeah. She was like, there was a whole war going on. Like, what's <laughs> up with that? And then, so, then you have this whole, like, six-page thing about her coming out. And the way she was treating Az throughout that whole thing. And it just made me, like... Oh, I want to throttle her a little bit. Well, for me, like, I fully, a hundred, like, 150% understand what happened with Cassian. Because, like, she was put in a desperate situation. Like, I don't hold that against her in the slightest way, shape, or form. And I feel like so many people, when I talk about not liking more, they, like, assume that that's why I don't like her. And mm. I'm like, no, like, I don't hold that against her at all, like, she like it was a desperate situation. I think like Cassian too understood that as well. Desperate and times call for desperate measures. I'm not sleeping with Cassian. <laughs> um, I love how we're but, saying it like, oh my god, more took such a sacrifice sleeping with Cassian as if we all would like jump at the opportunity. Okay, but like for her, considering she doesn't like men, like <laughs> oh, good point, good point. Yes, <laughs> but like for me. My biggest thing was the afterwards how she handled the situation with Cassian because it really, it could have been a one and done, you know what I mean? But even it's been 
how many years? Like, they've been alive for 500 years. How many years has it been since she slept with Gassian? Like, for, like, at least 400, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And then there's even, there's so many chapters in Akamath that I honestly didn't even remember. But then when actually, like, Amara and her sister Courtney were reading, they were, like, telling me about some of them. And I, like, would go back and, like, read some of these chapters. And I was like, oh, my God, I, like, totally overlooked that. Like you said, how it's, like, a mm. whole war going on. So many people, like overlook some of these like little things and like I definitely sure. noticed I'm like reading those chapters again but one of the ones that really bothered me was when like Az would like want to do something with her or like you know like she'd be like oh does anyone want to like come out to like wherever with me and then Azrael would be like oh yeah sure I'll come and then she'd be like oh and Cassian too and then she'd like take Cassian on her arm and like walk mm-hmm. out. I'm like okay like you don't need to do that that's a little mm. excessive yeah uh yeah there were a lot of yeah if i'm being honest there were a lot of moments that kind of developed Moore's character that i completely overlooked because reading like akamath and aqua i was honestly just focused on like Feyre and reese and i was like any any scene with like any other character i was or the war that's what i was mostly focused on i completely overlooked it but looking back and a lot of the things that like you two have mentioned to me before um there are definitely moments that you guys have mentioned I'm like oh she did that like that is not cool at all however I don't know if what we I don't really count like her coming her story as her coming out story because she didn't really come out to anyone except Feyre and like the only reason that she did that was because she didn't want to lose Feyre as like a friend like, she didn't exactly want to come out to her, I don't think. Yeah, no, like, she definitely didn't. So I don't, I don't know, I don't fully count that as her, I feel like she, I'm excited to see her, like, finally, like, be comfortable enough to open up to the rest of the inner circle, because I feel like that definitely has the potential to, like, change a lot. Um, Not in the sense that, like, things will, like, change negatively, but I think people will just, like, understand some of her, like, choices a little bit better because I feel like you know like for example like Asriel and Cassian who like have been kind of like thrown in like the middle of this like really awkward situation I feel like it will make things a lot easier on like even the friendship between the three of them I feel like Mm. um yeah like those like the three of them it's so weird to look at because I want to know what happens like behind the scenes you know because Cassian didn't really want to go dancing that one time but then Az was like, yeah, I'll go with you. And then, then she dragged Cassie along. Like, what was, like, what are their conversations afterward? Like, does, mm. are they aware of it? Do they talk about it? Or do they just kind of just let things happen? Because I don't think, Ka- like, Cassian wants Az to be happy. So I don't think Cassian's like, oh, yeah, I'll come along just to kind of, like, ruin what could possibly happen. Or Cassian's doing it to save Az. Well, and the other thing about that, too, is, like, I know not, like, everybody has read this but in one of like the special editions of Akamath there is um a little chapter from Cassian's point of view and it's where he like it's between him and Nesta um and there's even a thought like he does talk about that he like regrets sleeping with more like even when as far as he is he regrets sleeping with more even though like he knew that like desperate times he like it was obviously still hurt him the aftermath obviously hurt him enough that he like regretted doing it at all mm-hmm. and then um he also was like mentioning the fact that he like really didn't like it when more would like do that like basically kind of like i 
definitely think behind the scenes, Cassian has probably said to Mora a couple times, like, yo, like, stop. And I just thought of something as well, which I'm very proud of. I connected some dots. Um, really? I did. So you know how Nesta hates more, like, for no reason? Yeah. I think I wouldn't <laughs> put it past her. She hates more because he's, like, doing that to Cassian. And she's like, Both what the... eyes f- just got so big. <laughs> connected with you on a spiritual level <laughs> through eye contact and like olivia if you were here i would hug you <laughs> oh, such a powerful point well that would, that's so true that's so exactly because i feel like nesta nesta's not an idiot nesta's smart and don't worry everyone. she she would read later. the room but i think she, she has read the room she knows like cassie hates it and like i just think personally that's like not cool of more like i under like okay but like i personally I totally understand why she doesn't want to come out. Like, I'm not saying that that should be a rushed storyline that she, like, pushes through just so that, you know, there's no more drama. Like, I don't think so because I think that her coming out has to be something very, like, it's, like, a very big moment for her and I definitely don't think it should be rushed. However, (laughs) she doesn't need to come out to tell Az, hey, I don't like you. Like, oh, 100%. You can just, like, like, she doesn't, she can reject Azrael and say, like, it's not going to happen and still not come out. Like, pe- yeah, like straight like, people do that all the time. <laughs> it's like, it's just like not Lucian's there. Dad. Well, and that's a whole other thing. Like, the whole, like, so, like, I, okay, Olivia, I'm going to bring up an old conversation before we had, before I converted you to the correct opinion. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. But I remember, I remember talking to you about why I didn't like more and I was like, like, I was trying to explain myself because, you know, I felt like I was being very judged. I felt like I needed to explain myself. <laughs> I wasn't judging you. And so I was like, okay, well, I just, I don't think it's, like, cool to, like, be like, oh, ads just got attached again or just showed affection. I'm going to go sleep with somebody else. And I'm like, that's just, like, not cool. And I remember you telling me, you're like, well... That's just, like, a, like one mistake. I'm like, she's been doing it for, like, 400 years. Like, it's not... And I don't know. I just don't think that's fair to, like, anyone that's involved. Like, not no. the guys she's sleeping with. Not to ask. Not to herself. Like, it's I think it, and anyone. I, and I think it's awkward for everyone. Because imagine, like, Reese being like, that's my cousin. Like, and messing with, like, my makes, brothers in a way. Well, and then everyone's and probably just there, it, like, can you stop? And she makes it, like, because she wants Az to know that she slept with these guys. So she makes it so obvious to everyone in the room. And I'm like, it's just so uncomfortable. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I feel like that's just a little bit, like, full-on ignoring him is one thing. But I feel like that's just, like, a step farther. Like, Mm. I I, I did not like that storyline whatsoever. Yeah. There's actually a scene. I definitely do see it heading. It's interesting because I never saw this until you brought it up. But I see more, like, ev- all the characters adopting the same attitude that, like, you and Amira have at the moment. Because there's a scene in Aquawar that I completely forgot about. But I reread it, like, a couple weeks ago because I wanted to read this specific scene. You know, the one where Elaine gets kidnapped and it's like they hear the cauldron or whatever? Do Nobody remembers this? So, basically, like, Nesta... Amran and Feyre, they're, like, all at the camp or whatever. And they're all chilling out. And then all of a sudden they hear, like, this weird singing. And they all go out. And then 
they're like, oh, it's the cauldron. And only the people who were like made by the cauldron can hear this voice or whatever. And then they're like, where's Elaine? And then they go and try and find Elaine and she's gone. Do you not remember this? No. Vaguely. <laughs> Vague. Well, anyway, I reread that scene because I wanted to try and figure something out. But I ended up finding something else. And the scene after that, after Elaine gets kidnapped and everyone's in a panic and everyone's in a rush or whatever, Moore mm-hmm. confronts Feyre and says, because earlier in the Ackerwall book, Feyre did that thing where she said, oh, I'm just like going two meters that way. And then she like went and fought in this like weird battle thing anyway yeah yeah and more went up to her and she's like i can't believe you did that like i had to explain to reese that i lost you in the middle of like a war and i was like and then fairy kind of went at her and she was like really you're gonna judge me about not telling the truth and they had like a whole argument thing and that is tea olivia i have the tea yeah (laughs) and so i think like fair she's getting a little bit annoyed like and so I wouldn't put it past her and to like pretty much get pissed off at her and then Reese is gonna like read her mind one day and be like holy shit and then I'm not gonna put it past Farah to call Mora on her shit though they have that like bond where like you're like okay Mora you're being a dumb bitch yeah you can swear you're being a dumb bitch like it's yeah Mm. well and the other thing about that too is like i really hope i think it would be an absolutely terrible storyline and really ruin pharah if like she like outed more that would be literally terrible and i really hope that that storyline is never written but i do hope that pharah calls her out but like in a different way like in a sense of like in private. In private. Like, in private. And, like, doesn't expose her. Even to Reese. You know what I mean? Like, so I really hope that, like, I do hope that that does happen where Favor does call her out. But I hope it's done in, like, the correct Yeah, for context. sure. I definitely agree with that. Like, there's sometimes where you need to bring stuff up. But it should never be in front of other people. 100%. It should be between you and that person. Because that's your, like, you don't need to bring other people on it. That's between you and them, for sure. There's a storyline. Yeah. Like, this is really random. But there's a storyline in Glee. And basically, a character, Santana, she, like, that was how her coming out story was. Like, a guy on the football team full and, like, outed her in front of, like, the whole entire school. And everyone hated it. And I hated it, too, because that was just so... And the guy who, like, outed her was actually, like, a nice dude. But then in the middle of the hallway, he was like, hey, why don't you just, like, come out of the closet already? And it was, like, horrible. So I really hope they don't pull one of those. Yeah, I remember watching those episodes and I was so mad for Santana because no one else should be in charge of someone's coming out story. It should be their choice. And, like, Mm. you don't know why they're closeted. Like, you don't know their situation. Like, we know a bit more, but still, we don't really get much of Mora's internal dialogue because it's boring, but um, Mm -hmm. that's a different topic. But, like, I remember watching that and I'm like, I don't care who you are, it's not your decision to come out for other people. 100%. 100%. Oh, yeah. I totally I totally agree. So I really hope, I, like, more needs to be called out. I would even also not complain about Cassian calling her out a little bit, too. Mm. Um, and, like, obviously it'd be different because he wouldn't necessarily know about her sexuality. Mm. But I think it would be 
I think it's yeah, a needed scene for him point. to be like, hey, you know what? You need to, like, stop. Like, I'm not comfortable with this. You need to stop. And I really think that that would be a great scene. I definitely um, see that coming in A Cold of Silver Flames. When Nest, like, when Nestor and Cassian get together, I do see... I'm very interested to see how weirdly Moore's going to react to that. Because she'll be like, oh, shit. Like, Cassian's taken now. I don't know someone that I yeah. can, like... Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and Nesta's mm, gone, I... and Nesta will like literally rain hell. I feel like if someone went oh, after like yeah. her man, she'd be like, "Excuse yeah. me, hello." Especially how much like more flirts with Cassian is like always putting her arm around him, and is like always like you know leaning into him. Like that's maybe that was just how I perceived it. Mm. But definitely, she's very much into Cassian. Like, but like all for the wrong reasons, and you know it's fake, and it makes me so aggravated. Mm. Well, and the other thing about that, too, that, like, really, like, gets me, like, super annoyed is, again, in that little uh, Cassian story from Akamath, he, like, talked about how upset Azriel was when Azriel found out. And then I'm sure, obviously, like, they explained it to him and he's, like, not upset about it anymore. Mm. Um, but I think that... Like, she has no excuse. She has absolutely no reason to still be continuing to do that. So then I feel like she's creating a rift between our bad brothers and I don't like it, you know? <laughs> For sure. There's definitely, she's definitely doing the wrong actions. And she can be called out about them without it creating a thing involving her sexuality. For sure. For sure. Yeah, because mm. it's like, yeah, 100%. I yeah. don't even think it's about her sexuality anymore. I think it's just being a decent human being. Like, you shouldn't lead anyone on. I don't care who you are. Like, that's it's awful. And it, Let alone for 400 years. Yeah, I think Cassian will be able to do it in a way that it won't make her come out. And if it does, it does. But I think that they have a relationship where Cassian's like, no more. And more will just be like, finally. I really what happens. <laughs> I'm sorry, no more? Yeah, I know. I was just going to say that. I'm like, I can tell if you're saying no more, more, or no, no more again. <laughs> okay, well, I think that's a good... I'm just doing my duty as Kyle. I think it's a good transition point to yeah. one of the other um, characters. Who would we... Uh, I feel... Who would we like to throttle slash kiss? <laughs> I just trying to go with this analogy that you developed earlier in the podcast My, and it doesn't I don't yes. like it. Oh, I see. I I wanna talk about Eris because I got a Google up I got a Google search up here. And Eris he's one that I never really thought it would be controversial. I really thought he was just gonna be like a bad character. However Same. But then book talk lately has been like really like going off popping off with the fan theories i haven't heard of them tell me interesting a bunch of people think that he's Nestor's mate oh, i hate that because of i don't the like flame thing you know what screw you i could flames. i could honestly see them being mates but then her being like no, fuck you, I want to be with Cassian anyway. <laughs> like, I feel like we've really... talked about this in a previous episode where, you, Lily, you said, like, they would be the kind of couple to, like, not be mates but say, screw it, like, I'm going to be with you anyway. I remember I watched that before reading Akatar. I don't know why, <laughs> but I'm like, I have no idea what's going on right now. I think I was just reading the first one. And I'm like, you know what? Cassian does give off the vibes where you'd be like, I don't care if my other mate. 
you for know? sure i so yeah i feel like if i feel like okay i know that ness is gonna end up with cassian just because of all of the time that has been spent building into their storyline like obviously they're gonna end up together even if eris is somehow connected into this whole mate situation but i wouldn't actually totally be opposed to that as long as she didn't end up with him like, I wouldn't be totally opposed to the whole thing. I can see it, them becoming friends, because they both have, like, that fiery, like, personality. Yes. But they're and they're both, like, like, awful people yeah. at the same time. Like, I love Nesta, but at the same time, I'm like, Nesta, you're kind of a biatch, so. <laughs> and, but she knows that, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, so, what is everyone's thoughts on Nesta? I mean, I know your guys's, but the listeners don't, so explain yourself. Nesta... Okay. Nesta is about. I regret us. asking. Yeah. <laughs> it's the okay. Where do I okay. begin? It's really, these podcast episodes slowly decrease, like, people's respect for me. Every episode, <laughs> I feel like. It's fine. It's fine. Um, Every Nest- episode. Did you say you agree with that? <laughs> every, yeah, every episode. Oh, 100%. Nesta's, she's, she's my favorite character. Shocking. It's a Shocking. little embarrassing. But okay. I just... <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding, Olivia. I mean, for sure, with the next, like, book, I could see why it would be people's favorites, because then she became... Sorry. She becomes a main character. So I'm like, I respect your opinion. Mm. That is... So, the, the, why, I, well, you why do you stand Nesta? Why do you love her so much? I stand Nesta because she's very misunderstood. However... And she's still unapologetically herself. Like, she comes into this series as a real, like, biatch. And I don't know why, but I felt that on a spiritual level. Yeah. (laughs) And I went, but I love, usually it's so rare. Like, come on, it is so rare for the female to be, like, Usually when a female is a bitch, they're catty. But it's like, no, Nesta's about as bitch that even the boys are afraid of. And I live for that for some reason. And something, she does- that's, something that's very interesting to me, and I don't know how to explain this, so bear with me mm-hmm. on this. But I just thought of it when you were talking. I feel like Nesta is the closest Akadar character written to Aelin. But that, I was going to say that. Yes. But she was written... She was written in a very much different way. Like, I feel like Aelin was a lot more subtle about mm. these thoughts that she had. Um, whereas Nesta was She's going to tell you how it is, I feel like. Yeah, Nesta's definitely more vocal than, like, I'm, I haven't read much about Aelin, but even Selena. Like, Selena thought, like, yeah, I'm going to, like, freaking stab him in the neck. Like, let's go. But then she never voiced that loud. She's a very, like... More like sweet outwardly, but Nesta's like, I'll stab you, but actually won't. I just figured it out. Okay. Nesta is Aelin if Aelin hated her court. Because mm. I feel like Nesta doesn't like the inner circle. Oh, <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. And so I feel I, like if Aelin didn't like her or like the people around her, she would definitely have the same level of like meanness towards them because we've seen her with people she doesn't like. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, because, like, I mean, if I didn't like my court, if I had one, like, you know, I would be kind of, you know, a little shit, but, like, like, Aelin obviously loved 
comparison. I don't know how to pronounce it. So, like, it's different, you know? Yeah, and, like, okay, so that was... And also, Nesta's, like... I'm so smart. I also, Nesta's, like, she's really trapped, I feel like, at the moment. Like, mm-hmm. she can't really go anywhere, because nobody really wants her. Hello. Neither does the fandom. The only... <laughs> okay, Mira, I feel like you've made your opinions on Nesta very mixed to what your opinions actually are. I know, but it's you've funny. Talked, you've talked all this trash about her, so why don't you explain your actual Nesta opinions now? What are they? Um, Where to begin? Okay, <laughs> begin? so Nesta in the first one... I do have a lot of opinions about her. So Nesta in the first one, I feel like, yeah, you said she's misunderstood, but I feel like you just need to take it from, like, a different perspective, because... So... I think she hates Vera because, obviously, she hates Vera, but it's because, like, Vera was actually able to, like, step up and mm. be, like, the provider in the house, but, like, Nesta, I think, because she's the oldest sister, thinks that that should have been her job, but then oh, when yeah. the um, time came, um, the mom was like, Vera, you're supposed to provide for this family, I think Nesta was just a bit butthurt, but also, like didn't know what else to do, so she kind of closed in on herself and just felt too much, but then just took all of her anger out on Thera because sure. Elaine wasn't given any opportunity to oh. do anything. Oh, sorry. What do you guys think of the theory that Nesta's actually not related to Feyre and Elaine? And she was already know. half Faye because, like, that was why her ears were already, like, naturally, like, weirdly pointed or whatever. Like, her... She's like a half fae when she enters the cauldron and like comes out. She's only half fae as Elaine's like a full fae and so is Feyre. I don't... Mm, it's a neat theory, but I couldn't see her taking it in that direction. Mm-hmm. I mean, she might, but I don't know. For some reason, I just couldn't see her doing that. Like, I am planning on doing an Akatar reread. Um in January before the new book comes out so maybe I'll pick up on some hints but Sarah J Moss she's very famous for foreshadowing I learned that a lot when they were reading Akatar well Amara and her sister Courtney were reading Akatar when you're both of you now are reading Throne of Glass and you're like telling me things that are happening like that's crazy foreshadowing mm-hmm. um and I, I didn't really see anything that hinted towards that that much I mean except for like the only thing that you just said but I don't know I don't know I wouldn't really like it that much if she did decide to do it. Mm. I feel like it could kind of be cool because it could make sense on why maybe the mother liked Nesta more than like the others because maybe like Nesta was actually a child that she had with someone that she loved and maybe like maybe like (laughs) the mother had like Elaine and Pharaoh with like that dude with the, the dad who let's be real. He was a douche. Like, he did not step up until, like, the very, very end. Yeah, I just don't like the theory because unless I knew she was, like, planning to write, like, a lot more books, I feel like it just would have been, like, underwhelming and, like, so underdone where she would need, like, a whole book to, like, explain everything. But, like, just think of, like, Throne of Glass. It took three books (laughs) for her to, like, finally actually become, like, Aelin, Mm. right? And so back to the foreshadowing thing, the last epilogue in the first Throne of Glass, it foreshadowed so much that Sam, like so much, it was obnoxious. I mean, mm-hmm. side note, but. Yeah. Well, and, okay, kind of my thoughts on Nesta. So when I read the series the first time, I didn't like her in the first book. 
Um, the second one, she was alright. She was kind of just, she kind of annoyed me a little bit in the second book because she was very stubborn. Um, not that I am not stubborn, but, like, I don't like reading about it because I'm like, this is just... You feel attacked. (laughs) Well, and I'm also just like, this is just so inconvenient. Like, can you just cooperate? (laughs) And then Aquor, I loved her. She was great. Um, character really came full circle. I really fell in love with her. And then the novella, I just was not a fan of her as a person at all. And so when I finished the series overall, my opinion was, like, that I didn't like her. Um, and then, probably afterwards, like, when Olivia read it, and then, like, you read it, like, pretty quickly right after me. Um, and then, so when Olivia read it, and then, like I said, Marion Courtney read it, they kind of reminded me of some things, and, like... Olivia's kind of like tried to like push me over with some points and I'm like you know what that's a good point so I do like I like her and I'm super excited for her book like Mm -hmm. she definitely has potential to be an amazing character so I'm super excited for her book um and you did introduce some incredible points um and I am super excited to like explore her as a person a little bit deeper and like actually see what she is thinking inside her head because I feel like when you read I feel like something that we don't fully realize when we read is how important like the signaling cues from like the person's like point of view that it is like for example from Feyre's she would have all her thoughts and then her line that she actually said out loud so then we'd kind of see her internal dialogue as to like yeah. why she said a certain thing Nesta we don't have that at all because it's not from her point of view and I feel mm. like I really feel like it shouldn't have been a part of the novella at all because I feel like she tried to, like, start tackling a storyline, like, way too big in a novella. It's mm-hmm. not yeah. even from her point of view. And then I feel like it just wasn't the best. I, so I really do i am excited for Nessa's character. I think she's a shitty sister, um, and I really yeah. don't think, like, like, I like her, but I don't think I can fully forgive her for that I think because honestly Feyre didn't do anything to Nesta and she really she hated Feyre for absolutely nothing I well, think I I think the mother we're gonna find out the mother's the reason why Nesta hates Feyre like I feel like the mother's put some stuff into her head like I don't know why but I get that vibe even their conversation that they had in like Akawal briefly of like she said I didn't realize it was like that hard for you or whatever like how can you not realize that unless someone's telling you that someone who you hold the advice of so highly is telling you that everything's fine I suppose or something like that I think that Nesta was so busy trying to focus on her internal thoughts because I I did read the little excerpt at the end of the novella and like Nessa thinks so deeply about every single little thing that I think that she just mm. gets overwhelmed. So she didn't think about it from Feyre's perspective. And I don't think that makes her, like, selfish or anything. I just think that she has so much going on in her head. And, like, like you were saying, like, the dialogue of Nesta, like, their inner dialogue is going to be so important coming mm. into the next books. Especially, like, mm. how she feels about Cassie and how she feels just about everything that's going on. And, like, turning into Faye, assuming that she wasn't a demi Faye. And just, like, being thrown into this world that she's, like, no idea and she's grown up to hate so much. Like, Elaine's wedding ring was literally made of iron. So, like, that was the kind of world she lived in, but now she's surrounded by this is all good, right? And just yeah. so much, like, evil. But, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. the sure. thing is, I, yeah, like, I do like her character a lot. Like, I just want to make that 
clear. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> I do like her character a lot, and I am super excited to understand her better. I saw this thing. I know I read it to you, Olivia, but I saw this thing on TikTok, and it was like, Nesta doesn't need a second redemption arc. She needs a healing arc. And I'm like, that's so, mm-hmm. that's so true. true. And like, that's kind of, that's like how I feel. I'm like, I think she needs to like fully and completely heal. Mm-hmm. And I really, I know I've said this a million times, but I hope her and Farah either decide to, like, I think that it's going to become a thing because it's really going to bother Cassian once they get together, the fact that she, like, can't stand Reese and Farah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really going to bother Cassian, and then I feel like he might convince her to, like, okay, I have a second theory that Elaine is going to die, and then that's going to bring them together. Mm. Um, I, I prefer the Elaine dying theory for some reason. That, but if that doesn't happen, I think that, or maybe it'll even be a mix of the two, where Cassian's like, can, like can, can you just, like, try to work it out? And then it's, like, an effort from both sides, for sure. Because, like, I mean, okay, like, in my opinion, Farrah really didn't do anything to Nesta. But, like, I feel like her and Reese definitely need to work things out between the two of them. Like, yeah. both of them have things to apologize for in that relationship. So I really hope that it works out between the three of them and they can actually, like, they don't have to be best, best friends, but I'm getting a little bored of the fighting. And it's mm. not all Nesta's fault. Like, Reese was a douche to her. Yeah. And yeah. just didn't even give her a shot. And I'm like, Reese, you are a self-sacrificing, loving, like, chef's kiss of a man. But why are you being so rude to Nesta? And, like, I get that you love Farah, and Farah doesn't have a good relationship with her. But that doesn't mean that needs to be your relationship with her. Mm-hmm. And so as much as Nesta needs to warm up to the idea of Reese, Reese needs to open up to Nesta a little bit. And... I know we've said this before, but I think that they should... Reese never opens up about his trauma, and I think that because they both feel trapped, like he felt trapped under the mountain with Amarantha, and I feel like that Nesta feels trapped there, and they might be able to actually delve into that, and I really want that conversation between Mm. them. I think that it's way too coincidental that they both have the exact same trauma. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Like, they both experienced, like, sexual abuse, like, Mm -hmm. in the past. Um, And, um... And then also, we like, t- like a... Oh, yes. um, I was going to say, we talked, we've talked. we talked about this briefly before. I don't know if yeah. it was on a podcast or just in our free time. I think Reese, it was in our it's first like, podcast episode. I think so, maybe too, but um, Reese, like, honestly, I don't think the problem with, like, Nesta and Reese's relationship is Nesta. I really do think Reese is really pissed off at Nesta because they have such similar trauma but Reese cannot be open about it at all. Like, he struggles to share about it so much. But Nessa and is also, the complete opposite. Like, she almost overshares her well, <laughs> everything. The other thing as well is I feel like almost, like, her being around and, like, going through her trauma so openly almost, like, brings up a lot of stuff, like, back up for him as well. Because, mm. like, I feel like he, for, like, all of Akamath and Akawar, he was just like, I'm not going to think about it. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like now that she's around all the time, so openly dealing with her, like, trauma, I feel like it's harder and harder for him to just, like, push it back. And I feel like that would be a super cool storyline because it would also explain why he was acting how he was acting in that little, like, excerpt at the end, like, from the beginning of A Court of Silver Flames. Because, I mean, like, I'm not trying to excuse his behavior and say that it would be okay, but it would be an explanation. It's, like, why he was so angry at her, right? Yeah, because he really just, like, doesn't give her a chance at all. 
Yeah, and even when he was having that nightmare, it was only mentioned once, right? And, like, obviously mm-hmm. he dealt with it by himself. Like, he tried to push Pharaoh away, didn't he? At the beginning, yeah. and then Pharaoh's like, no, I'm going to help you through this. But Reese didn't want it, but... I mean, that would be such a hard thing to do anyway, but usually book characters move along faster than mm-hmm. that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, my, oh, my last thing that I just feel like mentioning as well it pisses me off oh well yeah it pisses me off as well sometimes when how much hate Nesta gets because if Nesta like Mm -hmm. this makes me sound like such a feminist or whatever but I honestly don't care um if Nesta was a dude she would be having she would be simp worthy you know everyone was saying she's just Uh, a troll like dark-haired guy with trauma like, if you just look I... at, like, compare Nesta to, like, the Darkling or something. Okay, but I hate the Darkling. But, um, I see that argument, and I don't 100% agree with it, because, I don't know, I feel like it's because Nesta so far, in my opinion, Nesta so far, in my opinion, has been poorly written. Like, her story, her trauma storyline has been poorly written so far. And I think I'm not going to judge the storyline too far yet because, obviously, it's getting its own book. So, like, obviously, Mm. I'm assuming it's going to be well-developed. But, like, for example, like, Jude from The Cruel Prince, she's very similar to Nessa, in my opinion. Um, Mm. And I love her. Like, I, like, stand Jude. And I think it's just because Jude was a lot better written so far. Mm. Well, we... Um, Well, yeah. So, I feel like it's... I feel like, yeah, that's why... perspective as well. Yeah, and so that's why I think... I, so I don't... I think... I, so that thing's like, oh, if she was a guy, she'd be simp-worthy. I'm like, I don't fully know about that. I mean, maybe. I think it would depend, because I feel like if it was a guy that was as... Because I feel like if it was a guy that was, like, that not well-developed yet, I feel like maybe not mm. yet. I feel like it would have to cater to, like, some people will for sure be like, oh, yeah, I love that. And then other people would be like, well, I mean... He's just kind of a rude person. I don't know. Yeah. It can go both ways. Depends on how the fan art turned out, honestly. <laughs> Depends <laughs> on how the fan art turned out. <laughs> but honestly, Maybe it's, it's true, me. though. Maybe it's just me. I never like any characters before their, like, storyline gets explained. Like, I hated Reese at first. Like, I never like the dark-haired boy with trauma until their trauma gets, like, fully, like, delved into. So, like, I feel Lily, like that's... I don't like the dark-haired boy with trauma Enter Maven. I said until their story gets explained. Silly. Okay. You mm-hmm. know what I realized? We started talking about let's talk about Eris, and then we talked about him and Nesta being mates, and then we just talked about I Nesta. <laughs> I honestly, I had like my theories ready, and then you're like, anyway, but Nesta, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> she doesn't want to talk about Eris apparently. <laughs> like, okay, okay, let's go back to that quickly. <laughs> Okay, so I'm looking at this thing here. It's like on Tumblr or whatever. And ooh. basically, ooh, trendy. But everyone, it basically says this this girl or this guy says, like, everyone seems to be talking about Eris's redemption. And I thought I'd throw my opinion. And basically, I forgot about this. Um, but he, at the end of Akawar, he made a deal with, like, Reese to gain allies who will support his bid for High Lord after killing his father. Which is, like, why he makes the deal with Reese and Aquawar. Like, does anyone know what that means? Because I forgot. Well, 
basically, I mean, Amara read this series most recently, so she might remember better. But I think it was, like, yeah, he wanted to kill his father, which honestly, I think, um... It would, it would serve justice, you know? I think that it would really show, like... I think that just that, the purpose of that being thrown in there was to really, like, guide him towards a redemption arc because it really... That's, that really separated him from his father. It really showed that he didn't agree with his father's actions, like, clearly. Mm-hmm. Which is a, a plus, considering we hate his father. But it's still, like, he's still killing his father, and I guess that it's just the lack of loyalty. I don't know, but then again, some people are really shitty parents. I'm not telling you, but I've read, because I know you want to read some of these books, but I've read so many series where, like, the main character kills their parents, and I always love it. We, we stand. We st- well, we sometimes, sometimes they just are terrible parents or, like, relatives of some kind. I feel like that's such a YA book thing to do because I can so see some teenagers being like, oh, my God, relatable. Like, how disturbing. I so badly want to talk about something right now, but you're both still in the process of reading Throne of Glass, so I got to <laughs> shut up. That happens, like, three times in Throne of Glass, I swear. <laughs> maybe not, actually. Maybe I'm being dramatic. But I feel like it definitely I, happens. Yeah. Mm. Um, um so I'm just gonna... also another thing that people that people keep mentioning with Eris it's like we they don't think he while he's like very narcissistic and he did that stuff to like more there's also some other stuff that it's like only he's he's not a complete asshole so for example he he knows like more sexuality and threatens to expose it but he never does like stuff like that yeah I can see that I mean, like, the thing, what he did to Moore, though, is, like, I feel, like, pretty unforgivable. Like, he literally, like, put a nail through her stomach, right? Mm-hmm. And just Did he do he that, like, for his, his father, though? But still, that's such a brutal act. If your dad yeah. asked you to stab someone in, like, the stomach, would you do it? Like... I mean, and Moore was such a prized possession, quote, quote, but... Like, so he saw no right to do that, even though, like, he was supposed to be, like, she was supposed to be his. But I think he just took it so far that, to me, he's just, it's unforgivable. Yeah, for sure. Like, (sighs) I can definitely, that would really just drive that rift between Nesta and more full force if, like, Nesta ends up, even if she just becomes, like, becoming, like, friends with him or whatever happens between because, I don't know, he's definitely involved in Nessa's storyline somehow. Um, but it's really going to drive that rift between them even just, like, farther apart. Like, mm-hmm. that's interesting. It, yeah, him, I don't really know how to feel about him because we just don't know a lot. Yeah. It's very hard to gauge because we know okay. so little about him as a person. Okay, I think yeah. we should... I think we should talk about Elaine. She's very... I feel like she's not even controversial because I feel like everyone just agrees on hating her. But, like... (laughs) The funniest thing, there really is no reason to, like, hate her. She hasn't really done anything. It's just people don't like her. I think that, like, she's only useful, like, when Sarah needs her to be useful. And I feel like that's, like, a problem with Sarah's part. I'm on first name basis with her, just so you know. <laughs> well, she has made you cry. How many times now? <laughs> Way too many. Like four times in one night. Like, oh but like, I remember seeing a post, and some people were like, "I think people don't really like Elaine because she loves flowers and she just wants to live like a cottagecore life," and it made me so mad. 
I'm like, Elaine just wants to be simple. Like, what's wrong with being, like, a housewife, you know? Anyway, that's not my point. But, like, I think people just don't like her because she's stupid. I don't know. She, the only good thing she's done was, like, when she gave as those, um, the, the pain meds for his headaches or whatever. And that was, like, the best thing that she's done. Like, that's a redemption arc for me. Well, and, like, for me, like... I don't fully hate her. Like, she's just, I feel like, a very underdeveloped character. And I think that she's only going to be there to serve a certain purpose. Like, for example, to die, basically, to bring Nyssa really and Sarah think, back like, together. I really think, like, she's just supposed to die. Like, I don't. Well, and, but I think that, or even, like, if her and, <laughs> I'm such, like, <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> try not to judge me too much by this next statement. <laughs> But I feel like what she's going to be used for, and I feel like it would be a really cool storyline. We saw her do this in Throne of Glass um, as well, and I'm not going to give names. But, um, like, even if Azrael gets, like, super close to her, because you can tell this relationship is developing, and obviously there's a purpose for it. She's not just going to drop it. Um, I feel like she might... I feel like it could really... Not that this is... <laughs> a good thing but I feel like her if she died especially if she died in front of Az when he could have saved her and then didn't really further his storyline I love are that. you saying that happens in Throne of Glass yes you have already read it <laughs> I don't know oh so, I have Elaine dying serves many purposes right so it gives Az a segue into his own love story of some sort and I have a perfect theory for um Lucian or Lucian, however you guys pronounce it. So I'm going to say Lucian. So, like, Lucian needs to go f get over Elaine, even though I know they're mates. It's fine. But he's going to have to find someone else. And I think that Lucian deserves so much more than Elaine. Like, you know? Because I feel like he spent his whole life being, like, second to Tamlin, right? That he needs to be, like, first. And, like, he needs to find mm -hmm. his other person to be with. And it's not going to be Elaine. Like, Elaine's never going to choose Lucian. No matter what, you know? Lu Lu Lucian? He, like... Didn't he say that he already thought he found his true love and it was, like, that girl that died? Yeah, that his quote-unquote father killed? Yeah. Yeah, um... I also think that that was, like, semi-foreshadowing because... So... Ooh, Lu that's Lucian, a good point. Lucian had his loved one die in front of him. And then now Elaine is connected to him, and I think she'll die in front of Azrael. Just saying. I see it. It's really. I'm emailing her. The amount of times I've heard Amara threaten to, e threaten to email. <laughs> she was crying over the assassin's way the other. She's like, I want to send an email to Sarah. That's <laughs> true. I really need to have a conversation with her. I can write like four books for Lucian. Like, all about Elaine dying and how that affects Lucian. Like, I have a whole plot just for Lucian. And I'm not even joking. Like, I want this to happen. I mean, I feel like we should just get Sarah to guest co-host. And then she can book into all of our ideas. That'd be great. Mm -hmm. I feel like... I am DMing her. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to co-host? Or guest star, not co-host. We have been over that. Um, oh, a guest host. <laughs> guest host. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's the proper terminology. Exclusive content. Listen. With the book readers and Sarah. <laughs> um, I'm here too. <laughs> you are the book readers 
Oh wait, no, you're not. I'm I'm not <laughs> it's fine. I understand. I the name of your podcast. It's I understand. Two. Wait, this week we're three girls who read a podcast. <laughs> I should have said that in the intro. Welcome back to Three Girls Who Read a Podcast. Um, oh, but yeah, I think Elaine. I feel like she's just as neutral as she is in the fact that she's done absolutely nothing wrong. She's just underdeveloped, and I think the reason for that is because she was just needs to die to further the story, which is terrible. But Sarah does that all the time. Throwing a glass, spoilers. Like, she literally did that with Nehemia. Like, and so many other Turner characters glass, that I can't spoilers. spoil. Just add that in before when you edit. Oh, I see. You're really cutting out a, a hectic editing job for me this week. Um, what are... Oh, I haven't said my opinion on Elaine. Should no, I say go it? Ahead. Okay. No, we don't want to hear it. Okay. <laughs> well then. Thank you guys so much for listening. No kidding. <laughs> um, Go ahead. My problem with Elaine is she doesn't do anything. And that's fine. Go for it. Same. Same girl, same. I don't do anything. It's quite sad. Actually, let's not get into that today, though. Let's. <laughs> that's for next week's episode. <laughs> that is for next week's episode. But she didn't do anything. Like... We we blame a lot of, like, we put a lot of hate on Nessa for how she was a crap sister. But Elaine oh, is yeah. no superstar herself. She didn't do Elaine. shit. <laughs> Elaine was such a bad sister, too. Oh, my God. She was a terrible sister. I mean, yeah, Nesta was, like, crap. She did stuff. But Elaine <laughs> never said, hey, Nesta, maybe pipe it down. Like, she's the one getting us food, you idiot. Like, Never. Never. Elaine really was just like along for the ride, you know? <laughs> she really was. <laughs> and then like when uh, the only nice thing that I remember Elaine doing was like she bought Ferris some paints in like the oh. first book. <laughs> and but it's so stupid how she did it because she bought paints with money that was meant to be used for like warm clothing and they're about to like head into winter. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> this Priorities. Bitch. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Elaine, she was just. She was special, and she just. She really did. She's special. just here to die. If she doesn't die, I'm gonna be like, what's the point? You did this for Sarah. a while. Um, <laughs> we should also. Okay. Yeah, I think we should discuss Tamlin. Okay. For sure. Like, redemption arc or not? If she, if Elaine doesn't die, she should be with Tamlin. I Thank you. That. I'm I, glad someone finally like, said she it. She wants a cottagecore life. She can be with the flowers in the springtime. Yeah. Yeah. And Tamlin just wants someone to sit there and look pretty anyway. Oh my gosh. And that's Elaine's specialty. Elaine exactly. is literally Feyre in Akatar. Like, when she was just in the spring court all day. Like, remember that? You know what I'm picturing? You know what I'm picturing? What? Elaine and, like, Tamlin, like, getting married, and then, like, their in-laws with Reese and Feyre, and then, like, they have to have, like, awkward dinners. <laughs> oh, my God. Just Elaine and Tamlin would actually be... Are you going picture the wedding? The, the wedding. wedding would be so awkward. She would be like, oh, I remember when I walked. Tamlin, did you really have to put the aisle in the exact same place where I walked down and ran away? 
You know how, like, Elaine's gonna marry Chandlin in our theory, right? Yes. Yeah, but Elaine still has to die. And you know how there's yes. there's a theory that Reese's sister is still alive? So hear me out, hear me out. They get married. Elaine dies. Tamlin sobbing. And he's made semi-immense with Reese and tells Reese. Your sister's still alive. I know I can't keep this from you because he knows that Azriel and his sister are mates. And he's like, I like I loved Elaine as much as like I swear we were mates. Like at that point, even though they're not, and it's like I couldn't like I don't know how you've lived this long with thinking and having to pretend that like Reese's sister's dead, even though Az and his sister are mates. You really combined like six fan theories. <laughs> you like you got like interesting look in your eyes. Right? You like we going full force. Amira wasn't kidding when she author. said she wants Sarah J. Mess on the phone now. <laughs> like, I'm literally not. Like, I really want to be like, so I have like four books for you planned out, and here's how I want them all to go down. I think that you should just make a TikTok account dedicated to your book theories because you. Have I a- should. That's, I really that's should. funky that's books rebrand. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Do it. We had. Okay. I think Tenlin's getting a redemption arc. It's it's too much has he happened for a character that's one, like if we think about what he did, he he saved like Fe- he helped like save Elaine and save like Pharaoh. Like Pharaoh was gonna get captured in that camp thing, except Tenlin was like, Yeet, no, fly away. Anyway. Um <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Because it says the like a spring wind came on and uh, pushed her up. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and then also he like gave a little bit of his like power to like Reese or whatever and like revived him. And then he was like, "Be happy, Pharaoh." <laughs> and then, <laughs> well, and I'm not like excusing what he did. Like obviously he was like a terrible person. Um, and like everybody Akamath. makes mistakes. <laughs> everybody has a day. In in Akamath. But I really think that, that, like, not that this is an excuse again, like, similarly to how I was talking about, like, kind of the explanation to why, like, Reese treated Nesta so terribly, like, kind of a similar thing, like, I'm not trying to excuse it, but, like, I think it's, like, explanation Mm-mm. is, like, I think that he was honestly just had, like, so much, like, trauma from under the mountain and just, like, didn't know how to handle that. So his, like, response is like, Farrah, stay in the house. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And, like, obviously that was, like, the wrong approach, but I think he just, like, genuinely didn't know how to handle his, like... Yeah. Feelings. Um, yeah, for sure. I think he's going to get redemption out, but it's going to have to be big. Like, it's going to have to be pivotal. Like, something like, oh, BT dubs, your sister's still alive, and, like, I've been keeping her safe this entire time. Well, it has to be big enough for Elaine and Tamlin to get together. (laughs) I'm just connecting all of this. I am. Someone better be taking notes right now listening to this. This is a book plan. Um, Sarah, if you're listening, I hope you're writing careful notes. <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to have to, like, re-watch this just so I can, like, start my own TikTok about, like, funky theories. Funky <gasps> theories! Stop! That's so iconic. It has to be done. So, guys, if you try to look up funky books and it's not there, look up funky theories. Everyone, <laughs> forget at funky books. It's at funky theories now. <laughs> We I'll just rebranded tonight. her entire TikTok account. She's literally going on her phone right now <laughs> to change. This. That's so iconic. Okay. She me. 
I mean, at least yeah, all these theories could finally be put to use. Yeah, my fame power needs to have somewhere to go. You know, we are going to read, like, the next following Akatar books and be so <laughs> disappointed. We're going to be like, we wrote one that was way better. Just listen to our podcast episodes, because this is our, like, second podcast episode that's, like, been 100% about Akatar. So mm-hmm. I feel like we have a lot of thoughts. Episode one is where we had a lot of theories. And we're like, yeah, we've written a whole Wattpad novel right here. And it's iconic. So they're a really bad writer, so Olivia, you have to take that one up. Olivia has to take that one over. Oh. Um, wow. Wow. Why did you say wow like that? You're like, wow. Like a chaotic podcast episode. I mean, wow. it's, cha- it's chaotic with just two of us. Now there's three. That's a bit. It's a bit much. Spicy. It's a bit spicy. Right, that term. Context. <laughs> um, are there any? There's not really. I can't think of any other controversial Akatar I mean, characters. Like, I feel like Lucian's less controversial, but definitely when I was reading Akabath, he was controversial. Yeah. Mm. I feel like he's one of those characters that nobody really has a super strong opinion on. I really don't care I about like him. Nobody, he's I, like I feel, I feel like. I feel like a lot of people don't hate him with, like, a passion, and a, not a lot of people love him either, so I feel like he's just kind of, like, there for a lot of people. I can definitely see him being, like, useful. Like, he definitely was useful when he went to, I uh, get, like, um, those two other people. Yeah. What are their names? That we thought they were, like, dead and we couldn't find where they lived? I cannot oh, remember yeah. those people's names. What's the, yeah, like, the ones that were living on, like, that island? Yeah, with the they... flying guy analogy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that storyline you know, that no same, one knows. The same series when you can say it with the guy with the flying guy story, and we all just go exactly. About it. <laughs> and we're like, of course, <laughs> of course. Oh, oh, yeah. yes. What else? Um, I have no idea what those people's names are, oh, and I Jurian. wouldn't even know how to look it up. I'd just be like, guy with the flying, <laughs> guy with the flying storyline, like Akata. Yeah, and I don't think, like, Jurian's... I think that like, his storyline kind of just was like, oh, he's a really bad guy, we all hate him, and they can't live with Amarantha. It was like a horcrux living with Amarantha, and he was just bad, now he's good. <laughs> but, like, I really didn't... I mean, like, it was good, but at the same time, it was kind of bad. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody hated Jurian, and then when the fan art of him came out, and it was hot, <laughs> everyone was like, oh my god, Everyone's- I love Jurian. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Some fan art, like, I picture people to be, like, super old and, like, gross, like, Pekka Rollins from Six of Crows, and then Lily showed me the fan art, and I was like, holy shit, sign me up, you know? Wait, oh Pekka Rollins isn't, like, an 80-year-old? No, no. I'll send you a picture. Um, and the same thing happened to me with, like, Erwin as well from Throne of Glass. Yes. I was like, what? Why does he look like that? They didn't have to get that hot. Let's have a look at what Pekka Rollins actually looks like. Ew. Oh, no, I was gonna send you a picture. <laughs> Why is he that young? I know, right? He looks like younger than like some of than Matthias. Um, yeah. Do we have any other things to add on here? I don't think so. I think about that just about. I think that just about covers it. Just about covers it. Wow. I think so too. Wow. Well, you heard it here first. We don't know what you heard here first, but. You heard it. 
here first. All these theories. All these theories. Um, thank so you. So yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, remember to subscribe to the podcast if you're not already subscribed to the podcast, and um, check back every Wednesday because we post new episodes every every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Um, and thank yep. you so much to Amara slash Funky Theories for hosting for Claps guest for starring. Amira. Thanks for having me, guys. So much fun. So much fun. If you would like to recommend any other podcast episode topics, make sure to do that over at our podcast TikTok at Two Girls Who Read Podcast or at our podcast Twitter at Two Girls Who Read. Um, anything else? Oh, follow us. So. We're fun. <laughs> yeah, we post on TikTok a lot because we have no lives. Yeah. So, that's great. I'm at it's Olivia Grace underscore. <laughs> I'm at the book readers. And, and I'm at funky theories. Yeah. We really have a username change throughout this episode. We love that. It's really come a long way. It's come a long way. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.